So hey team, welcome to the session on Coffee with Prab. And today we have Mr. Anand, Anand Srivastava. And uh, Mr. Anand uh, required no need of introduction. He's already a well-known name in the information security industry, known for his uh, offensive and defensive uh, skills. And he has total 15 plus year of experience. And it is really a great honor for us to have Mr. Anand in this session. Anand bhai, thank you so much for uh, taking out your time for this particular session. I'm really, really happy that you are part of this session today. And I'm sure from this session, you know, we, we, you know, we can able to provide more and more inputs to our, you know, uh, the the upcoming aspiring candidates who basically making their career in cybersecurity, which is include your red teaming, pen testing and all that. Thank you so much, Anand bhai. And uh, when it comes to Ananvai contribution, he did a lot of contribution in the past. Passively, I monitor his uh, success in a lot of conferences like uh, Nalcon, Garage for Hackers, Nal Bhopal, Ovas Bhopal. Along with that, a lot of international conferences like Black Hat, uh, Defcons, and all that. He also known for his lot of uh, authorships in a lot of documents on OWASP and ASVS. And uh, this is all from my side. And uh, Hi, hi Anand sir. How are you? How are you? I'm, I'm sure like thoda sir, I'm a around. So uh, thanks for giving your time for this particular session. Hey Prab, the pleasure is all mine. Thanks for the lovely introduction. So Anand sir, like you know, we 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 received lot of you know I have seen lot of uh, trend in the in the cybersecurity which has changed in last ten year. You know there was a career shift from ethical hacking to the pen testing, and now there is a new trend is happening about red teaming. So. Yeah. It, I always receive this kind of a, you know, uh, you know, receive a lot of questions on, you know, how to make a career in cybersecurity or especially in the red teaming or pen testing. So do you wish to share your experience on this area? Okay, so uh, yeah, like you said, the recent trend is red teaming. The, yeah. the new catchword, which is going to soon start replacing red teaming would be adversary simulation or emulation kind of uh, okay. side. Now, uh, effectively, uh, one thing that we all have to uh, keep in mind is that now the whole field is a professional area. Earlier mm. when we started, it, it used to be a hobby. So mm. there were different approaches towards learning things. Now mm. the trend is changing that this is now a viable career alternative and career option, to be honest. And people okay. are basically willing to make this as a career option. What that means is uh, that all of these fields that we are talking about, say red teaming, pen testing, all of these, mm. uh, there is a trend going on where people are uh, looking for a structured learning methodology that, hey, can you give me 10 pointers? I will just learn those 10 pointers and I'll be eligible for a job. Uh, this is where there is a slight uh, miscommunication that is going on. Like I said, the field is becoming a career option. It is not yet at the part where it is a full-fledged career option and there mm. is a full-fledged learning path around it. So we are still in that zone where you need to do a lot of hands-on stuff on your own. It's mm. not going to be that you can uh, learn A, B and C and you mm. are a fully qualified uh, information security professional. That's that's something that does not happen. Like for example, if you compare it with say engineering or if you compare it with say doctor, uh, mm. rather the MA, um, what is that? 
the whole doctor, uh, the journey of a doctor. PH and uh, doctor, yeah. Yeah. So the, there is a defined path that if you want to learn this, join this college, this degree, and once you are done with this degree, uh, MBBS. Yeah, sorry, I was missing that name. Mm. Once you're done with MBBS, you are in that position where you can treat patients. Mm. Uh, we are not in that zone. So mm. certifications or learning paths are there. Mm. Everyone is trying to figure out and fiddle around with this that, okay, what can I teach others so that they become competent to be the uh, said professional? So right now, I don't say that, yes, just follow these three things and we are done. Mm. What I would definitely recommend is basically try and understand what are you getting into? Because mm. red teaming, as you said, as the keyword, is not something which is on its own day one profession. Mm. To become a red teamer, you'll have to do a lot of other things beforehand. So mm. uh, to give a context for audience, uh, in information security domain, there are multiple job perspectives that are there. Of all the job perspectives, there are two major perspectives that come up, or rather three. Offensive mm. security, defensive security, and compliance. So yes. if we leave aside compliance and defensive security, we're talking about offensive security here. Yeah. Yeah. In the offensive space, the approach is that you act like an attacker mm. and you try to emulate how an attacker would attack the environment. Now, this is where the way it started was, can we automate it? So the way of automating it was via different tool set that is there. So there are n number of tools. There is OpenVAS, which is the open IPN source scan one. System. Yeah, there is Nessus. There is n number of other tools which are scanning tools. Yeah. What you do with the automated scanner is basically what you call as vulnerability assessment. Hmm. Now the moment you start looking at it from a phys from an actual human being doing stuff around it or a semi-automated approach. This is where you move from the realm of vulnerability assessment. Hmm. Now, this is where, again, there are two parts of it. One, you are contracted as an external person to look hmm. at the environment and tell us what is wrong in our environment. Hmm. It will be a time-boxed approach where you'll have a fixed time frame. So hmm. you basically run some checks, you do some manual analysis. Hmm. This is what is called penetration testing. Okay. Once you're done with these two, once you're once you've explored the automated analysis, the manual analysis, that's mm. when you realize that there are still avenues by which an attacker can come inside. Okay. Scenarios like, what if I have a malicious insider? Okay. What if someone does not tells me that I'm doing an assessment and mm. randomly attacks me everywhere? Mm. <clears throat> Within an organizational hierarchy. Generally, what happens is once an organization becomes aware that they have some security weakness, True. there are two approaches that they take. They either fix it or they decide, hey, this is not a big issue right now. We'll fix mm. it either later or we will mm. not fix it. What if someone attacks those endpoints which are deemed not fixing right now or mm. won't fix? So True. these sort of scenarios, which are edge cases in general senses, but are realistic scenarios because of an actual attacker is not going to look at your sheet and say, okay, yeah, these are 10 things you have said that you're not going to fix. 
so i'm not mm. going to attack here rather they are going to attack just there so okay this is an area which was missing how do you explore this so this is where people started the process which was red teaming the term actually came from the military background where the whole idea is that the comp- uh, the country hires consultants and basically tell them hey devise a plan how you are going to screw up my country whatever you can do so they're given an open path and they're they're asked to devise a plan uh-huh. and then the team works towards fixing those things so a red teamer is supposed to do exactly that for an organization okay your infrastructure your web applications they need to come up with weird scenarios they need to come up with n number of ways in which they can screw up the environment and then okay. they need to validate it so ideally a red teaming engagement should not be a time boxed assessment so a company would be hired that hey i want you to do red teaming you have the task you go ahead and do it there are some things which you are not going to allow a red teamer to do but mm. mostly it will be open slate like for example things that you will not allow your red teamer to do mm. stock your employees on their personal gmail ids or their personal ids Breach and hack privacy, their personal yeah. accounts so yeah. that kind of stuff is what you are going to refrain from doing but other than that you are going to give them a clean slate and an open area do whatever you want to do try and gain access into the environment okay. now the reason i gave you this context now we know what red teamer is supposed to do hmm. if you want to be a red teamer hmm. what do you need to learn now that was my next question only like you know what skill is basically required because there is a lot yeah. of uh, assumption and there is a lot of misconception about the red teaming and pen testing we have like do we need to know scripting do we need to know programming i have a f- 20 year of experience in the it can i move to red teaming it is something is a money making so what is a skill what is a skill is required or do you have any kind of a, you know any content on youtube or any anything you would like to suggest to the aspirants that okay you can go through this process and you can get the idea of to become a red teamer because no one is perfect in security because secu- yes, 100% security yes. itself is a myth so no yes, one can be indeed. a pro in red teaming and all that because every day new exploit new ttp comes and you know it is very difficult for anyone to have a up to date idea about the attack techniques and all that so what is a skill and required for to become a red teamer or pen tester uh, you know if you talk about the current current scenario yeah. so there are couple of things here one uh, let's talk about what are the skills that are required so anything that is required to uh, to do vulnerability assessment or pen testing is sort of a baseline requirement for being a red teamer what i mean by that as part of vulnerability assessment you are basically running tools and analyzing the output so you should be able to validate the output that you have received so if someone says or if if a tool says your website has a cross site scripting attack on it can you validate it and when you try to validate it what are the hurdles that you face so with with when it comes to web application security when it comes to say mobile security side of things i am not just going to give resources around red teaming only i'll talk about pen testing resource also because people will need to know pen testing before they get into red teaming style true so for say web applications or say mobile applications the best resources that you have right now 
are the web application security testing guide and the mobile security testing guide which are created by OWASP. So okay. they but before that, any anything yeah. like if the person having a, a non-programming background or uh, you know like if you talk about there are some folks who, who don't have a BSc experience a BSc IT or yes. BCA and all that. So what is a baby step for them? Like you know like if you See, talk about from a zero course, yeah yeah if if you don't have any programming background hmm. uh, or you don't have much experience with computers the way i used to suggest people is start exploring what is there in your system so my approach is always a slow process it's not like you go for three months and you're done with everything so it's a slow process start understanding what you're dealing with and it does not mean that you need to be a Linux user or a Mac user or a Windows user. Whatever mm. operating system you're using, start understanding how your computer is ticking. So okay. for example, when, when someone says, okay, uh, I am a Windows user, mm. how does Windows actually boots and gives you the whole interface? What happens when you click a start button and search for something? What are the places where it is searching for? Start with those baby questions. So these are questions. The answers are going to be very complicated, very True. lengthy, very complicated answers. The True. point is you need to start digging into it. Hmm. Uh, if you ask me a core skill that everyone needs, yeah. that core skill is going to be two uh, parts. One, patience to read as much content as you can. Hmm. <coughs> and two, patience to troubleshoot in okay. our area you will find scenarios where things are not going to work whatever tool you use whatever script you use whatever uh, things you are attempting you will find a blog post which will say hey you do these five steps and it works and in your environment it is not going to work different it cannot be take, me, take me on a, a, a number percentage i would say 60 to 70 percent times it is not going to work things would mm. have changed environment would be different there would be differences mm. the patience to actually try and figure out what could be wrong mm. is one essential thing and this comes on the back of being able to read as much content as you can so what is the content mean like when we're talking so, about the content, yeah. like what is the when, content? When I when I need, when I say reading skill, what I'm saying is, let's say you took a tool. Uh, let's take a very basic tool. Nmap is a tool which everyone would use for post yes. scanning. Mm. <clears throat> let's say for your environment, Nmap is taking too long a time to scan one particular IP address. True. What is going on? Now to understand this, you will have to start looking at what are the options in Nmap, what different options I can try, how can I get more details about it. Now to get this, you will you will start with a basic Google search, like how True. can I get more details about Nmap scan, and then there will be n number of content that you will get. You need to be in that zone where you are not hesitant. Okay, I'm not going to go after five links or I'm not, uh, I, I need the right answer in the first link. You will end up reading five to 10 links or 20 links, and you True. will then find the answer that you're looking for. And when you attempt it, you will realize that's not the answer. So you True. will again go back and read more. 
so True. this the patience to keep reading the patience to keep taking notes storing though that information that you've gained which mm. could come back and uh, be useful for you at a later point mm. that's an essential skill the reason i said this as an essential skill because this is one skill that i found lacking in a large chunk of people that that is the same thing because you know if if i suppose i want to do the port scanning i will go to youtube and see how that you know prab is doing the nmap scanning copy the step by step process but yep. one important thing is that they don't understand what is the process behind the scanning if exactly. i'm doing a port scan exactly. in terms of tcp scan fin scan i first understand how the fin scan works yep. Understand yep. TCP scan works, then only you can run the tool because tool can change tomorrow. You know, so obviously, you should be sticking obviously. to the process. So process yeah. understanding so, is also very important. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Once you have the patience to start reading stuff, and mm. give time to reading things, that's mm. where things like the guides that I was talking about, they'll be helpful because when I'm talking about web application security testing guide, it's a 350 page document. the True. problem that i've seen is people are like okay i can go and read it but mm. right now tell me five things that i do and i start getting bug bounty that's exactly. not the approach that you need to take the mm. and this is where the fun part would be you used the term red teaming mm. and the way so i was uh, thinking about this and the way you have to look at it is red teaming starts where bug bounty ends whatever True. you can do in bug bounty is nowhere close to what you are going to experience in red teaming red mm. teaming basically is far more in depth far greater coverage is required so, so no any difference way... is there between pen testing and red teaming or you know this is the yeah, there's, a, people... there's a big difference there's a big difference people always confuse these two terms because mm. it's in the best interest of industry to convolute these two terms so that you can sell pen testing in terms of red teaming or you can sell red teaming in terms of pen testing and vice versa mostly mm. pen testing is sold in terms of red teaming because red teaming gives you more money exactly uh, so another if you can yeah. able to share 5 minutes on that red teaming versus pen testing yeah. it can be a great awareness for the our, yeah. our users so yeah. like i said pen testing is generally a time box assessment you are mm. given a task you are given a very specific task that hey find flaws in my application so i'm going to take a web application example find mm. flaws in my application <clears throat> the way pen testing operates is a mixture of automation and manual so couple of scanners are going to be run and then uh, you are going to basically see if you can uh, <coughs> sorry if you can find flaws by manually inspecting the web application so you are going to try in different kind of payloads at different places you are going to assume a behavior and then you are going to validate it like for example if there is a login page and then after the login page there is a profile page one assumption would be what if i directly go to the profile page can i access it directly so these sort of so the whole uh, information security assessment area is about being creative with assumptions and validating those assumptions now within a time boxed space within a very defined context if you mm. do that that's pen testing but okay. when your context becomes loose like hey you know what i want to know what are the weak points in my organization 
this is my organization name go figure out whatever you can and you're basically given an open hand yep not exactly Uh, the other difference would be mostly when you're doing pen testing you would ask for exceptions like for example if the web application is sitting behind cloudflare you can basically go and ask the client that hey give me an exception on cloudflare so my traffic directly goes to your application and there's a valid justification behind it True. i am doing a time boxed assessment i have small amount of time to figure out as many flaws as i can remove the barriers for me so that i can actually inspect your application directly and i'll be able to give more result hmm. whereas when you're doing a red teaming assessment you're not going to ask for exceptions your defense team might not even know that you are there or you're doing some assessment you are also assessing the response of your blue team how exactly the blue team responds so if they see a phishing attempt so as part of your red team engagement you might have to send some fake emails so if let's say your organization is abc123.com you can maybe send a phishing email with abcl23.com domain if your blue team sees this if someone reports this what does your blue team do a lot of times what you will face is the blue team goes about and reports that domain and the domain gets blocked by the domain provider yep so all these situations are realistic scenarios that will happen in red teaming because you are an adversary to them you are exactly. not a known entity analyzing the system you are an attacker who are doing mm. attack on the system the system yeah. is going to be fully tuned to throttle your attacks True. you have to deal with it yep. so with red teaming this is why i keep saying with red teaming your experience requirement is far bigger compared to a pen tester and you need to be very mature because you know you should yes. you should be very careful with your testing process and all that it should not yep. disrupt yep. you know because sometimes we have a compliance and we have some kind of a regulatory requirement definitely we have a free hand but it doesn't yeah. mean that okay we should we should yeah obviously you you cannot do a full fledged blast on the uh, website or on the network and disable them but that's the fun with red teaming you might actually be hired to do exactly that true you might end up in a situation where a company comes up and says hey you know what every single ddos protection measures that the world can think of i have implemented all of them i want you to take up your biggest and baddest ddos gun that you have throw it at me i want yes. to see what happens because the way it works is defense is also a factor of buying products true sometimes the company might end up saying hey i spent a few million i want to see whether they actually work or not and how's it when an attacker yeah exactly instead of when an attacker actually does it i want to test it so you might end up in a situation where you are asked to do those damages and that's yeah. the fun tests that come up like and that is the second point been, you covered that okay yeah. creative skills or patience you need to be have exactly. so in this case the patience exactly. is required that second most yep. important yep. thing so i have had a scenario where an organization was like you know what i have implemented n number of security on my email systems hmm. i want you to create a payload which can bypass my email systems i am going to give you access to a mailbox of my environment 
so you can see what goes through i'm going to give you access to a windows desktop where you can exploit that particular payload i am giving you 6 months time frame figure out an exploit which bypasses my av which bypasses my uh, spam filters which bypasses my uh, what you say email gateways and reaches the end point i want okay. to know that and those were fun tests you basically were given a free hand so we were creating payloads left right and center and we we explored every single scenario that we could think of one or two payloads were able to go through and then okay. they basically were like okay this went through now this goes to my uh, vendor and they need to start adding protections against it and then we were asked to okay check again does your payload now goes through so changing so, the payload and yeah exactly exactly so the, the payload and uh, the whole craft around whether your domain survives the whole 15 days or 20 days of attack yeah. all of those are the fun and creative aspects of red teaming but okay but to get to a point where you understand why my payload was blocked you need to be in that position where you understands how the payload mechanism works how the payload works. building mechanism works and how the payload detection works so at the red team level you are basically playing a blue teamer as well as a red teamer so you are building the payload and you are preempting what a blue teamer is going to detect true so you think like a, you, yeah. you have to think like a defensive guy okay how, what is the best exactly. way they can able to stop us and according to that you need to create an exploits yeah. and you need to modify the exploits Yep. So yep. coming to this exploit part only. So is it required any programming language even for the non-IT uh, professional who want to make a career in this? See, uh, you can Honest go. Honest advice. <laughs> yeah, you can go a bit in the field without having programming exposure. Okay. It's not like you cannot do anything in this field. Huh. My advice around this has changed a bit. Earlier, hmm. my advice used to be you cannot do anything in this field if you don't know programming. you need to be able to especially in the red teaming area you need to know programming because you'll be customizing payloads left right and center mm-hmm. the thing that has changed is we are moving from the art side of equation to the science side of equation like oh. i said the the field is moving towards being a established field which mm-hmm. means newer uh, tool set is getting developed more mm-hmm. professional tooling is getting in picture where mm-hmm. the job of creating the complex payloads is mm-hmm. slowly getting handed over to professionals who are basically doing this job for making money they're building tools who are basically claiming that they are going to do it mm-hmm. now like i said you can go so far there is going to be a, a layer in the beginning of the setup where these automated tools are going to be your uh, savior you can use those automated tools you can build payloads which are going to bypass a lot of avs but you will reach a point where you need the extra creativity yeah like for true. example uh, I'll, i'll give you a very simple example uh, there are these av uh, which are ai based avs hmm. now what they are doing is they're basically looking at every single payload that comes up in the world and they are mm. trying to build protections against them now they have to run on systems which are used by users mm. so they have to be creative about it now the process by which an 
an attacker's payload hides itself in the processes and tries to do n number of malicious activities are also some of the processes which are very similar to how the gaming engines operate okay so there there came a point i think this happened 3 years back uh, there was a mm. fun example so there came a point when if you have this specific av on your system Mm. you can't play a certain set of games those games mm. will slow down to crawl because the av was adding protections against those games hmm avast i believe then, I no it was not avast it was one of those uh, silence or uh, those those okay. newer ai variants of uh, antivirus uh, uh. so they got a lot of complaints about it so they built a check inside their system mm. if the dlls or if the the binaries contain these strings mm. do not add protections on them so they can operate oh. at full speed now the moment this was figured out all you had to do was in your payload add those strings the av will not Drive add us. protections and would allow you to go through that's true now, so we can able to evade the exactly this is not a conventional way of bypassing it no one would have actually sat down that hey the games could be the answer to my trouble someone True. probably a pen tester or a red teamer who was also a gamer mm. ended up realizing my games are not getting blocked but they use similar techniques so they applied the same logic here that correlation that capability where they were in that position to deduce that this is happening and able to map that skill or that uh, say the strings from that uh, binary to the binary that they had this True. would require the next level of skills Huh. So, if you, if even you can see a lot of uh, tools are there which people used to say hacking suppose email spoofing and all that it was introduced for the functionality yeah. reason only it is exactly. all about exactly. what is your thought process and how you use that against offensive practice yep. like yep. smtp relay so, and all that there are going to be tools that are going to be available but if hmm. you take the journey from say 1 to 100 yeah you'll be able to reach till maybe 20 30 with hmm. the assistance of tools only but the moment you leave the crutches of tool and you start getting to a point where you are understanding the system you are fiddling True. around with system you move from 30 to 70 hmm. and then however creative you are that's the journey hmm. from 70 to 100 so creative creativity like you know at one particular point is is basically necessary for this profile i believe yes. because more at you more point, you think about yeah yeah but but look at it this way uh, this is where i've started not discouraging people who are not mm. interested in programming mm. because this is becoming a established field mm. we keep talking about that there are so many job openings yeah. no yeah. one is getting hired for the jobs because everyone mm. is looking for all of these skills in that one package the problem that comes is and there is a very funny uh, very funny image where uh, it is more of like Uh, you're having a godzilla versus king kong kind of a match in the interview yeah, but I've when seen, it yeah. comes to the actual uh, job you're basically oh, yeah, just having it. a pew pew gun and you're throwing water guns yes so that's the reality that everyone needs to understand there are going to be jobs which do not require a lot of skills mm. entry level people can actually be there mm. 
you also have to understand it is uh, so the, the field is like bollywood mm. in bollywood you have 1 million people trying to become the lead actor Peter, yeah yes the lead actor gets paid a bulk of money yes not the true. side actors not yes, the people who are in the crowd but yeah. do you do need people in the crowd it's yeah. not going to be that there are not going to be people in the crowd there is going to be a set of jobs which need people in the crowd which need mm. basic skills to get stuff done like for example uh, a very basic example someone whose whole job is going to be that you have to take this ip address list put it into a scanner click this extract the report put it in an excel sheet share it with someone else and they are going to do the next set of jobs these kind of roles are going to be there Hmm. they don't need you to have programming skills and it's a viable viable money earning opportunity it's not going to be a huge money these sure. are entry level jobs they are going to give you some money you are going to survive for some year after which if you want to continue in this field in the higher steps in the ladder this is mm-hmm. where you'll have to gain more skills so the entry barrier is lesser now you can enter the field without knowing programming by getting into jobs which don't require programming but you got to understand that if you are thinking that hey i am going to be that multi millionaire by just being in the entry level job that's not going to happen true if you want to earn more if you want to get into those high profile uh, roles where you see people talking in conferences delivering sessions around hey how i hacked a whole country or how i owned the entire 500 fortune 500 company yeah. that's where you'll see creativity is still a requirement till you get to a point where the field becomes a science everything is documented everything is uh, structured and there is automation around everything till you yeah. reach that point creativity is a requirement to reach that final mile so any so, any resources yeah. you would like to recommend anand like you know okay. like okay so, this is the resources like any any free resources because I, yeah. as i said that this video is more like a non profitable and we would yeah. like to give yeah. a free education to everyone so because there's so, a lot of misconception we have about udemy youtubes and all that so do you yeah. wish to share any any your experience so, about the material yeah bunch of things around that uh, when it comes to certifications i don't generally recommend taking certifications and my logic is very simple certifications are expensive i do not recommend people getting certifications until and unless it is becoming a very bothersome task and the way i deduct a bothersome task is if you have applied to 200 or 100 or plus companies and a large chunk of them say 50 plus of them have rejected your resume because you do not have a certification that's the point where you may think about taking that certification but ideally certification should not be taken to get into a particular job the organizations if they want you to have a certain skill set should be funding the certifications and that's kind of what has started happening also a large number of organizations have now started doing this that hey we like your skill you get in as soon as you are in i need you to have these three certifications go prepare mm. for them and take those certifications makes sense so Companies that's that's sense. kind of a change that is happening in the industry 
it is going to take some time but it is there so certifications is not what i recommend but then uh, the thing that you got to understand is i am not recommending you to take certification but that basically means your job is a bit harder you have to mm. prove your skills mm. with a certification generally the idea is that hey if i have this certification i know a bit about this although it's not exactly that you know everything about it but it mm. tells the uh, interviewer that you know something about it okay what will happen is if you don't have a certification you will need to prove your capabilities Huh. which is via your blog posts via your previous work via mm. your experience via your mm. learnings so whatever you learn generally mm. what i recommend people is uh, see in in terms of offensives there are two areas where people generally or other three areas where people can explore there is network mm. there is web and there is uh, mobile and iot space all three of them have different entry barriers around it for web applications it's the least entry barrier area because you can very quickly get started with web applications for web applications uh, things like i said owasp testing guide then burp suit uh, which is a commercial tool has a very good uh, academy available mm. where you can basically test around all sorts of uh, uh, web application related bugs mm. owasp zap is a free tool that is available it has every single feature that you can think of in burp suit which is the paid tool it has every single feature in there you just have to sit down and play around with it so some okay. experimentation is going to be required see if we are if you are removing the certifications we have to add self learning in that place so experiment so, self learning is going to be there for say web applications the owasp testing guide is my first recommendation if mm. that's not something that you want like going full fledged into reading a very big document what i would suggest is portswiggers uh, web academy is a good place it has structured learning uh, content and then uh, with each content there is playground where you can play around okay right now it's free i am hoping mm. it is going to remain free so that's a resource mm. that that people can use uh, besides that uh, let's say we talk about mobile again mobile mm. owasp has a good set of resources and mm. then uh, network network is an area where resources are less in terms mm. of written content what mm. i have found is there are a lot of youtubers who have been doing good job uh, mm. one of them being uh, the epsec uh, youtube channel ipsec youtube channel mm. the reason i recommend that channel versus any other channel is because the person has actually taken time to do exactly what we were talking about not just saying type this nmap command and it gets done but actually explaining what is going on in the background so okay now again we need practice environments for mobile mm. again when you go into owas mobile security guide there are n number of playgrounds and uh, random apks that you can find which are vulnerable applications so you can play mm. around with them with network this is where the trouble comes you don't find a lot of network uh, which are vulnerable and you can play around with them so okay. hack the box uh, hack the site and there are a couple of uh, other sort of vendors who are basically coming up with sort of a freemium model so they give some things for free some things as mm. paid 
my recommendation is play around with those now there are going to be two sets of people uh, some who don't have uh, compute power at their hands they have to rely on sites like these to give them the environment where they can play like the box there are going to be yeah hack the box and others there are going to be other set of people who have compute power in their hands like for example we were talking about people who are freshers or people who are like 10 20 years experienced there are also freshers for us for this field they are freshers but the difference is one person is there who might not be able to spend on resources buying compute mm. power whereas the other person might be like yeah if i need to get a 32 core machine i can get a 32 core machine that's mm. not a problem so if you have mm. that kind of uh, people there are a large number of vulnerable environments that you can set up in your own in, uh, uh, sort of uh, machine So mm. Vulnhub is a good resource, V U L N H U B, which mm. gives you uh, sort of VMs that you can download, mm. and those VMs allow you to play around with them. These VMs would have network services, them, and you can play around with them. Uh, for red teaming purposes, there is a very good resource called Detection Lab. Detection uh, Lab, yeah. What Detection Lab has is it it has a set of scripts which allows you to build a complete Windows AD environment. Hmm. with all the detection mechanisms prebuilt so you okay. have ad you have uh, a client and you have a whole monitoring setup hmm. so what what i was talking about is you put a payload in and then hmm. you see how your monitoring system is reacting to that payload and we have a lab already who does who does for us like you know we can use that yep. lab for that yeah exactly so a detection lab is basically that setup but detection lab requires you to have uh, compute power at your end okay now this is where things have started to change a bit for students hmm. uh, i i found that a large number of students are not aware of this but there are free compute resources that most of the organizations provide to students okay so there's a github student pack if you mm-hmm. enroll for it the enrollment requires you to have a valid id card and if you have a student email id that's even easier okay you can enroll for github student pack what that does is it gives you a github pro account on one side Mm. plus it has tie up with i think around 20 30 different vendors mm. so it has a tie up with namecheap it gives you a free domain it has mm. a tie up with uh, linode or i think digital ocean and they give mm. you resources uh, like compute power for say mm. one whole year what i recommend okay. students to do is leverage these resources set up your own website buy a domain it's free for you set up a server of your own mm. build a website of your own and see how the whole build process works works understand how the system operates how how do you configure linux to serve your website how do you configure windows machine to serve your website play around with these resources you don't have a, a sort of reputation to protect your website is not known to anyone anyone here yeah. go ahead and keep making new website every single week every single month experiment around with these free resources organizations want to have more people using their resources so they are making these compute resources available for free leverage these resources to learn 
Anubhai, this is a very important information you have shared about, you know, because this is something which I could not find in most of the blogs and all that about, you know, having a uh, having a domain registration website, understand how the build process works, because most yep. of the blogs talk about, you know, this is the website and this is how you need to hack. But what is a chemistry? What is the biology behind that particular configuration? Exactly. No one is basically. And that is something yep. which is missing in the uh, uh, the, the coming, you know, the, the current aspiration. They just are in the interest of bang, 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 but they don't want yep. to know yep. what is the process behind that. So uh, I'll give you an example, a fun example. So there are two sites. One is called security headers. Uh, I think mm. dot, uh, dot com, uh, which checks for various security headers on your website. And there mm. is a site called sssllabs.com, which basically mm. checks your SSL configuration or TLS configuration. Mm. I basically, uh, because I was building my own sites and stuff, I took a challenge that I am going to get A or A plus rating in both these systems. Wow. The whole process of getting to A plus required me to fiddle with n number of settings just to understand why exactly a cipher is selected or how exactly a cipher is selected. What mm. order should I keep for my SSL TLS cipher list? Give mm. me an Understanding about how SSL works, how TLS works, how ciphers are chosen between a client and a server. Hmm. And so I then looked at how, okay, I am trying to do this. I'm not able to do do this, how others are doing it. So I ran hmm. a scan on Google, I ran a scan on Cloudflare and I'm like, okay, they are able to do it this fast. How can I do that? So Better, these yeah. interesting questions come up and you try to find an answer for them. The reason why these answer finding or the whole process of exploring is important mm. because you're going to commit mistakes. Mm. What will also happen is when you're going to look at the testing guide or these sort of official oh, documents to understand how attack works, you'll mm. be like, oh, you know what? This attack would have worked on my system because I mm. did not configure this setting. Mm. Now, you have made a correlation how an attacker can operate and how a defender can operate and what defenders can miss yes, yeah. so now when you look at a website so i was lucky to have a lot of people who were seniors to me who would basically give me guidance around things so yeah. one of the person who was uh, my uh, boss in uh, seven safe uh, devasis mohanti uh, he's one of the old college uh, He's now in Qualys, yeah. I believe. I, I don't know if he's in Qualys, but uh, yeah, he, he is one of the old veterans in this industry. So the fun yeah. fact with him was he would basically stand behind me and when the test is starting, so I was a pen tester at that time. So I would basically be doing my web application, checking of yeah. how things work. And he'll be like, Anand, check the login page. There is an SQL injection there probably. And 95% of the times his guesses would be right so i basically sat down with him as how can you guess i was just exploring the website how can you guess so he's like mm. see i can see by extensions what's the application language oh. that is used i can see by the way the uh, widgets are used or the uh, the uh, color combinations are used what mm. kind of web developer we are dealing with this is based on the experience that I have based on these sort of markers. 
the language in use, the server response time, the, the icon that are in use. There are common patterns which people are going to have. Hmm. And then I started observing this for myself also. Hmm. If there's a PHP site, there are certain hmm. things I would check immediately. And a large number of times what has happened is before the vulnerability scanner has picked. So let's say I start a vulnerability scanner and parallelly I'm doing a manual assessment. Before hmm. the vulnerability scanner has picked a flaw, I might have picked it already because I'm hmm. looking for targeted markers. And the True. vulnerability scanner is looking for a broad spectrum. True. So this sort of ability to start understanding and correlating those points, it is a very interesting capability that you can develop if you start paying attention to your environment. So the learning yeah. what we uh, what, what we have this from this case study is that if you talk about your boss like you know who who, who under whom you have basically worked uh, the one thing is that he was he he has an understanding about the things that is why he was yeah. able to do those initiatives otherwise until and as you don't know the concept until and as you don't know the process yeah. behind that you can't take those initiatives and all that exactly so somehow so, base is very important yeah base is important and uh, See, uh, a lot of times people say that always find mentors and uh, mentors should be there to help or you should be mentoring. Uh, I have a certain uh, sort of hesitation when it comes to mentors. I don't like being a mentor to someone. I don't like being uh, someone who people can look up to. Uh, and I think I've made this very clear in a couple of other videos also that don't idolize people. The reason is when you start idolizing, you start immediately imitating all things that the person is doing. Yeah, how Anand is doing that's, and I'll do that. Yeah, that's not Creativity how it one. is. It, it should simply be, there are people who know more than me. Hmm. I can ask questions to them. And if I have asked a good question, hmm. I will get a good answer. True. So, I am known on null mailing list to send out links, which is like, <laughs> let me tell you how to Google this. Uh, Most of the time I send those links when the question asked is as simple as if I type that question in Google search, the first, first link is the answer. So if that's the case, I'll send that link. If, if it's an interesting question, like I've tried uh, this, it does not work. This, these are the things that I've tried. Uh, that's when the curiosity peaks. Okay, if it is exactly. not working, why it is not working? then I'll want to do a back and forth and interact with the person and try point, and yeah. give things to them. And that's or if I have something... this Anand, Anand, Anand is there to support me. So I know okay, Anand will help me. So that creativity is gone because I the know that crutch, Anand is going to. Exactly. Yeah. The crutches don't help at all. So you need to be a self-made person. And that can only happen when you basically ask questions to people when you are stuck but you okay. do your homework on your end you do your own checks your own uh, uh, attempts so uh, a very good example i'm not going to name the person uh, but uh, this is a junior of mine one fine day i was basically at a uh, training institute of my friend this this guy was basically pestering him and mm. i i was basically asked hey can you look at this guy so this day mm. i was like okay anand i don't know how linux booting works I want to understand that. So mm. I ended up giving him a very basic idea and it, it became very clear to me that he does not have the basic knowledge that is needed. 
So I gave him two links that, hey, before I talk about this, you need to learn these two things. Mm. Two days later, the person came back. I read those two links. I went back to my question. I got the answer for my question. I went ahead and do did these two extra things. Now I am stuck at how Linux init RD works. So now the question changed, which basically meant the person went ahead, did their own work. Now I'm curious, now I'm interested, and now I want to help this person move to the next step. I am there, I or any mentor for that mentor, mentor, whosoever you consider as someone you can ask questions, and they're there to remove that roadblock from your path. They're not there to take your hand and walk you in the path. They'll remove that roadblock and you have to walk your own path. So that's the way I look at it. Going well, that's back to the, that, that's yeah. a very good point that, okay, until unless you don't bring the curiosity, you know, you cannot be an innovator in that case. So that's the yeah. most important element. Yeah. I, and this is now, something is a case study we can use to upgrade our skills and all that. Exactly. That's a great exactly. point. Yeah. So now going back to the sort of resources that people need. Once you are comfortable with doing vulnerability assessment or doing pen testing, this is the point where you are, you have an understanding of how network operates, how exploits work at a very nascent level, at a level where, okay, how can I use a metasploit command to create a payload and what payload goes where and how do I send the payload over? Maybe understanding of how SSH works, how RDP works, how you can make connections over network, those sort of things. Once you have that basic understanding, this is where you are now moving towards, let's say the, the topic of our choice, red teaming. Now let's say you want to move towards red teaming. The job of a red teamer is to check the preparedness of an environment against mm. advanced attacks. Now mm. advanced attacks, what are the advanced attacks? That's the question that comes. So mm. this is where Maitre, which is a US uh, body, has done a very good job with a uh, tool set that they have developed called Attack, attack. Framework. Attack framework so yeah. what Attack does is it lists out all sorts of, uh, say, various tactics and techniques that an attacker might actually use. Mm. And they've classified them. The interesting bit is they also keep a tab on different APT groups. So APT is advanced persistent threat. These are like groups which are uh, operating at a much higher level. And these are, they may be nation state actors. They may be individual bodies operating against nations, but they are highly skilled people. Hmm. Now, APTs are generally numbered. So APT29, APT34 or whatever. So they hmm. have the list of those APTs. And what they also then do is take that APT and based on the analysis that different vendors have done. So Symantec would do their own analysis. McAfee would do their own analysis. Uh, Qualys would do their own. And a bunch of these vendors will do their hmm. own analysis. Hmm. So these guys would take all that analysis, these folks, and then what they'll do is they will map that to the attack framework. And what you will see is all the APTs use tactics and techniques from this no technique. attack framework itself. Hmm. It's just the sequence in which those techniques are uh, 
executed. Information gathering, scanning, gaining, access. Exactly. So that whole process is outlined for you. Now you know how an APT is going to attack the environment. You now either can harden your environment against a specific APT. Let's say you are in a X country and you are uh, you know that your general enemies are A, B and C. So mm. any APT that is attributed to A, B and C, you want that to be protected against. Protected, so any yeah. tactics, any techniques that are used for those uh, APTs, you want absolute protection against that. Sure. For everything else, you can wait and you can slowly get in. Or you are someone who is basically going to get attacked from everyone. Let's yeah. say you're WikiLeaks or let's say you are uh, Snowden. There is no one who does not want to get access to the data that they have. So everyone is going to attack. So you want everything under the radar of attack mm. to be protected against. True. So you would want to deploy protection mechanisms. So the organizations mm. would deploy protection mechanisms and the red teaming is red team is responsible for validating those mechanisms. Whether it's working effectively now, or not. Yeah. I, I've used the term blue team before. I've used the term adversary before. Now what is happening is red teaming because people are convoluting red teaming with pen testing. So a new term. So the, the way it works in the industry is every five years you need a new term because that's how the products sell. So the yeah. newest term that is there is adversary. So now adversary emulation or adversary simulation are there. Yeah. They're nothing but breach attack simulations what, at all. Exactly, breach attack simulation. They're simulating yeah. an attacker. Now there yeah. are automated tools that are coming up which are doing the attack uh, in an automated manner. Yeah. There are tools which are uh, uh, there. There are companies which are basically doing it manually. Now these adversary emulation stuff again is mapping these APTs. What they're doing yeah. is now they are offering you an environment which says, okay, you want to test against APT29, click this button. I will mm. perform an attack which is similar to APT29 That's and I'll tell you how, how protected you are. All of this, whatever is being done automatically can mm. be done manually. Mm. Whatever is done automatically has always going to have certain set of limitations. Which is where will, the, it take, will it take yeah. the jobs of red teamers like such innovation See, is there? The, the, <laughs> Don't the take me wrong. Bit, just... <laughs> yeah. The important bit to understand is automation is always going to take some jobs. When computers came, they took some jobs. True. The difference is those who are sitting crying that they took my job, or those who are like, okay, computer came. I just have to be reskilled in computers and I still have a job. Yes. So How can you I be just better? need to be, yeah, you just need to be in that zone where you keep a tab on what's going on in the industry. Mm. So this is where things like Mitre attack is there or mm. uh, uh, there are a bunch of different resources that people can actually mm. leverage. Uh, I think I have a list somewhere. Just give me one sec. I was mm. making a list. Yeah. So uh, there are a couple of people who are basically doing good content generation around this. Uh, Rasta Mouse is one uh, guy who does a lot of uh, uh, sort of uh, red teamer stuff out in public. Mm. Uh, now, when it comes to red teaming, the problem is a lot of people only assume 
the red teaming is windows attacks true the reason for that is because most of the time whenever we are talking about red teaming we're talking about an organization getting compromised mm. in which case the attacks are generally on the weakest link which is true. the users so that's where a large number of organizations are windows organizations so windows true. attacks are prominent it's mm. not that red teaming means windows only linux But, mac yes uh, windows is a big portion that is there so you need to be aware of windows attack scenarios so ad security is one uh, website which is there uh, they talk about active directory security a lot and they come mm. up with those weird scenarios like while people were looking at how to configure azure ad these mm. guys were talking about how can i attack azure ad from uh, a compromised account on my local ad and then once people started understanding that concept they came up with the idea okay i have an account on azure ad i don't have anything on the local ad how can mm. i attack a local ad so yeah. they are on the cutting edge of research around this the way this operates is they are exposed to that environment day in day out that's how they are able to skill themselves up so anything wherever you want to develop your skills Mm. make it a point to expose yourself so for example scripting so mm. there was a point where i wanted to learn how to write in go mm. the only way i could think of was i have to take a task and if i take mm. a task i am forcefully going to use go to do that mm. so i took a weekend and in that weekend my task was very simple i have to write a program which goes mm. to a website downloads the html page downloads mm. the headers and parses the headers and mm. look for a string in the html page that's it mm. i could have done that in python in 30 minutes mm. i knew what modules to use what to do how to do mm. i started with i can do this in python i want to do this in go mm. took me 48 hours mm. but in that time frame my searches were what is the equivalent of request module in go i would mm. find something i'd be like okay put it in let's see how it works works does not works move to the uh. next one uh. and i ended up in 48 hours with a very basic script which uh. did my job but in that okay. process i learned uh. about different modules that are there how go ecosystem works uh. what is different uh. in go what is different in python how compiling works how optimization works so a question came was like the go binary that i was getting was about 30 mb in size i was like this mm. is not good how is, how come it has 30 mb when i'm only doing like five six commands so mm. i read about okay what is a static compilation how is a static compilation being done what can i do to optimize the build and i ended mm. up reducing the size down to i think around 15 mb or so oh. so all of that required a lot of reading taking mm. notes going back to point. trying things so Your reading point, and troubleshooting and exactly. creativity because That's see what can fact, be done in yeah. 30 30 minutes you accepted the challenge okay if it's 48 hours i will take 48 hours get a understanding of a new language and i can yep. do better in that and that that shows yeah. you know the person persistence and patience and creativity in this particular thing because you don't need to do that but you did that Yeah, but I mean Anandai, that's Anandai. that's how you're going to learn. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I'm like, you know, and you know very well, you know, the competition is basically very high in the red teaming and all that. So, yep. as I know you very well, you are not a 
person who are very fond of certification as i i can see your linkedin profile yeah. also uh, you know more than certification i know i have seen your lot of publications where and the publication you will be surprised on or even i will use in my cssp and uh, in okay. my cssp trainings also like okay this is the white paper and this is how things works like especially your ras program and all that so which you have did cloud pen testing you're talking about so i i yeah. have used that reference for my ccsp and all that so i am okay. also uh, one of your audience you can say <laughs> one of your user so my my thing is that if there's a new aspirant okay he did graduation or he doing a graduation so what is the best way to get a first job because you know nowadays you know hr is posting uh, like we need a certifications yep. and yep. all that but there is a lot of company like i i know that you're also starting something like that where you don't want to set a certification as a barrier wherever the skill yep. so what so how to get a first job yeah i would rather suggest start from the very beginning the mm. moment you are so while you are in college that's actually the very good time to get started mm. don't hunt for job you're in college mm. the mm. good thing that you have while you're in college is you only have 6 hours that mm. you are supposed to do stuff everything mm. else is your own time mm. 6 hours of college is what you need to give you are yeah. supposed to do something at that time everything else is you can devote however you want mm. this is the time when you start leveraging things like github student pack and start mm. building your skills okay. parallelly don't worry about whether what you are writing is mm. something that people have already written it does not mm. matters it doesn't matter yeah build a website of your own put content on it mm. which is for your own sake okay you are keeping notes for yourself mm. but you are keeping them in open so whatever you learned whatever you figured out every single thing that you figured out make a note of it make okay. a blog post of it what that mm. does is on one side it mm. acts as a book for you that this is what i did okay two it keeps enhancing your writing skills you will keep Fine. looking back at your old writing and you'll be like yeah i can do it better i can write better true and this is something you'll agree after mm. a certain point tech is 50% of the job 50% is communication emails true. writing reports all of this matter having mm. written skills having verbal skills help mm. so if you mm. have a blog which is basically talking about all these things that you're doing mm. Mm. nowadays a lot of people basically uh, have to uh, so if you are someone who's doing going towards web application side or network side mm. you might have to end up dealing with code so mm. why shy away start dealing with it now so use github pages for your hosting great so yeah use use github account because you are already github pro with the student pack you can basically leverage all sorts of github advanced features True. leverage all of them anything that is available to you for free explore yeah. it what you are doing is you are building that muscle which allows you to go extra mile and look at yeah. things from a different perspective True. If you only work on Windows and you have never seen a Mac or a Linux, mm. the day you get a shell on a Linux box, you'll be like, mm. "I got a shell, but I don't know what to do." 
and that's something that you can get rid of if you start exposing yourself to more things yeah besides this become active in communities nowadays it's far more easier to be part of a community hmm. earlier there were barriers like you have to be in a particular city or uh, city. things uh, how i've started looking at it all of this is technology is there you hmm. can spend time using it or abusing it or getting True. abused True. you can spend time on facebook or instagram scrolling things hmm. or you can spend time on discord asking questions getting weird answers or helping others with your answers open for feedback also open for feedback yep. yeah. like whatever the uh, content you're publishing you should not be uh, exactly. you know uh, you should take a feedback and in a positive manner might be someone one, suggesting you yeah. mm. one take a feedback in positive manner two always remember uh, so this is one word that people start knowing about since i think their first uh, increment bell curve so when, when the first increment happens bell curve is a, is a word that, yeah, is, a, that yeah. is introduced yeah. effectively what that means is if you take 100% of people there are going to be 10% of them which are the outliers on both sides on the yes, best sir. side on the worst side mm. everyone else is in the middle mm. so this is one thing that you have to remember there are going to be people who are going to be very appreciative of what you do True. there are going to be people who are going to be very very uh, sort of dismissive of whatever you do yes that's fine you are a student you Powerful don't have learning. any reputation to protect you don't have any sort of ego right now if they say you're wrong yeah tell me what can i do <laughs> and if they that, tell yeah. you something and that helps you improve fair deal you got something if they True. say i'm not going to tell you that's <laughs> fine yeah. i don't wait for your i'm going to keep doing my own stuff mm. now the profile that you build by putting your content outside by putting your articles online by putting your journey outline and then mm. by being part of the communities you mm. start building that connects expose yourself Infosec, uh, to society, yeah, yeah. infosec still is a very uh, sort of closed community mm. what it means is a lot of times recruitments happen before the job is posted that's true yeah i have had people who are recruited before they graduate or rather the day they say i am graduate they yes. got a job offer because there were 20 people who were seeing this person delivering sessions talking about their experience giving people an idea of what they know mm. for past 1 1 and a half year yeah so they were ready to yeah they were ready to offer them a job true another thing uh, which a lot of people don't know about so this is where a bit of programming uh, requirement comes up but i suggest everyone to apply and everyone to experiment it Google runs a project called Google Summer of Code. Okay. It's a paid internship. So hmm. they pay you and they pay big time. Hmm. What I recommend is everyone attempt to be part of Google Summer of Code. Okay. What what that program does is during your summer break hmm. you work for an organization for a certain task that they may have. Hmm. 
you get paid by google so the organizations are open source companies uh, or open source projects like say react os or zap or these sort of tools who need people to work on it so okay. they will have set of tasks that they want to be done a student will have to look at those tasks and say yes i can do this and propose to the uh, organization i want to do this this is how i want to do hmm. if the organization selects you you are you have 3 months time frame to do that job and after the first uh, validation so there are there are two uh, steps there is one which is like a midway evaluation and there's a final evaluation yeah. at both evaluations you get paid a certain amount by google because okay. you have reached that level So if the organization mm. says yes, the project is going well, you mm. get paid. Mm. So it's a paid internship. You're getting money oh. to work on it. Even oh. if you don't get money, mm. explore these open uh, projects because these mm. are the projects that are there looking for people to help. Mm. And, and there's no risk. Go, yeah, there, there's no risk. They'll go above and beyond to actually help you mm. in learning those skills also. so you can participate in those open source communities open source projects and build your muscle around it by the time you graduate you should have things to show mm. and these are so th- there is always an angle where people say hey you want people to do free stuff for everyone else in in order mm. to get a job mm. what i am talking about is building your capabilities mm. by the time you graduate mm. it may not be necessary that you need a job mm. you Might are very well yeah. yeah you you already have a name there are people lining up to hire you there are yeah. people lining up to give you money that hey you are doing good take my money build a project True. or you may have an idea of your own and mm. you want to build something like for example ripstech mm. so rips mm. is a, a tool which is for php static code analysis mm. rips first version of rips was made available on a website and there was a tool that you could download and you can use mm. Mm. that tool was written by a student as part of their phd thesis okay once they became a fully uh, phd uh, they finished their phd what mm. they did was they created a company around that product correct okay and they made a commercial product out of it Hmm. I think around 2 years time frame they got acquired by Sonar Cube because they were they ah, were the only yeah, good yeah. PHP code scanning tool. Hmm. So hmm. you might end up building something which is which on its own allows you to sustain. So That's you true. never know where things would take but the hmm. first step is to take the plunge. And doing that while you're in college is going to be far more easier. Let's say you are not in college. you've graduated and now you're struggling with yeah you, you have some experience family is there you can't mm. spend a lot of time and you again then want to get the get a new job mm. this is where because now you are an earning person you already have earning yeah. coming in into your pocket this is where yeah. i will suggest certifications see okay. certifications are a shortcut to mm. accelerated learning if you are going to okay. try and find things on your own you might take 6 mm. months time frame if mm. you are with responsibilities you might take 1 year time frame mm. joining a 
five days boot camp mm. might actually give you that edge over things okay so uh prab i don't know uh, but the it seems like the videos uh, disconnected oh yeah just give me came second. back came back for me just a minute let me see if i can turn on the camera yeah it's back now yeah yeah okay so uh, what i was saying was in this case i would suggest using certificates as a shortcut to gathering that input the mm-hmm. important bit is do not aim for clearing the certification mm. what i've generally seen people doing is i need to get this certification Dubs. let's clear the certification by hook or crook i'll get a job you will get a job maybe mm. but you will definitely not learn anything and if the Rather, hiring manager is like yeah. you and me who basically going to test on the bricks and yep. you know then it will be a problem exactly so, so if the certification only filtered the cv but you need to yep. face the interview yeah the the certification is going to get you through that hr filter maybe mm-hmm. uh, so that is where what i suggest is use certifications use these online learning medias to mm-hmm. accelerate your learning because you are boxed with time limitation true so instead of knowing instead of trying to find out and search for good resources you can actually mm-hmm. use these and get those set of resources and move from there so mm-hmm. that's the difference where i would deviate from my saying that hey don't put your money in don't put your money in in the initial stages of your career because mm-hmm. certifications are damn expensive if you talk yeah. about oscp it costs about 2000 dollars or something mm-hmm. you don't want to put that much money on the line and then figuring out that this is not the field that you want to be in mm-hmm. in the first 2 years or 3 years of your career you should be exploring as many possibilities as you can true pick up as many jobs as you can the idea mm-hmm. should be that i am going to figure out what i want to do for the rest of my life mm-hmm. and then when you figure out a good job option then stick around with it hmm for people who are making mid career switch what i would recommend is relook at your own skill set hmm and don't go for buzzwords yeah this is the fantasy word they have created like, you know okay prab uh, even i had a, com- a conversation with uh, one of the person Uh, last week also he want to move into the pen testing or red teaming is because uh, there is a a good money and good finances there because you can work as a as a freelancer so that was something is a misconception people has that okay it's not something okay you can make a money in any field it's all about the area of interest you know that is the so, most important thing you require yeah there are two uh, things around it one why that perception is there it's <laughs> social media has to do a lot to it uh what people don't realize is that they mm. see that someone is winning a bounty every single day so they feel like the world of bounty is very big mm. and everyone wins every day no yeah a person wins once and then they don't win anything for a very long time and then they mm. win something again but for you because you're looking at 2000 3000 people mm. everyone winning something you mm. feel like it's a constant stream yeah. you're not all winning every day there exactly. means some of the days but combined together it looks like a big thing yeah the 
the angle that I was saying with in terms of relooking at your own skills. Mm. If you're someone who has a server background, server admin background, mm. don't look at becoming a pen tester. Mm. Become a security auditor. You have far bigger skill set in being a security auditor. Exactly. Just like I was talking about a manager who would basically spot things. You mm. have seen so much stuff while configuring your servers. You would mm. basically go and touch a server and you'll tell 500 things that are wrong in that server. Mm. Because you've been there in that field. Leverage mm. it. If you're Leverage someone it. who's a developer, don't mm. look at becoming a pen tester. That's a waste of your talent. Mm. Look at becoming a secure programmer, secure coding programmer, or going towards these specialized areas, like say mm. HSM programming. So the aim should be, and this is where everyone needs to figure out what are the unique areas where you can target yourself. Mm. Don't become a cattle in the whole herd where mm. there is one path where everyone is going. That mm. path is going to get saturated soon. There are so many other areas where you want to go. And okay. uh, so recently I posted this thing. If everyone is learning from the same set of resources, huh. all of you are at the same level. What's unique okay. about you? When I am trying to hire someone, I have mm. 200 candidates. All of them look the same, have the same set of certificates, give mm. me the same answer for the same set of questions. Why would I hire you? True. What is unique about you? Mm. All of these extra stuff that is there, all these experiments that you have done for experienced mm. people, whatever past exposures that you have, leverage that to become that unique identity. Yeah, instead of just following the, you know, exactly. The, so instead of saying I'm a pen tester, you could be far bigger uh, auditor and you can yeah. back that claim like, yeah, you have auditors who are like five year experienced. I have 20 years experience in configuring these systems. I know ins and out of these systems. I can prove far quickly where yeah. misconfigurations are. So that becomes your USP. But if you are like, yeah. okay, I want to relearn and go into pen testing. Hmm. Then that's a whole different area that you're going in. True. But on the other side, if you're a QA person, if you have someone who have been doing functional testing day in, day out, I would definitely suggest to go become a pen tester. Mm. You'll be far more performant compared to any pen tester that is there. Because as a QA, you are actually conditioned to think about boundary conditions. True. You're conditioned to think about how things can go wrong. You just have to now start thinking how things can go wrong from a security context. Exactly. What we have implemented, it's okay. But yep. now we need to understand what is the offensive perspective about that implementation. Exactly. That was a so, great point because I've seen a lot of, you know, okay, my juniors are doing this. So let me do the pen testing. Are, are, you yep. already have a knowledge on the hardening side. You just need to know how to break it. Simple. Yep. That gave you more. So, and uh, like, like I said in the start, there's offense, there's defense, and there is uh, audit. Hmm. Pick whatever works for you. Money is there everywhere. Exactly. Money is there in programming also. Money is there in non-IT jobs also. It's like an investment I'm, you're doing. Exactly. You can't and get an immediate returns, but yes, if you spend more time, exactly. you have patience, you'll get better returns. Yeah. Like once you reach a point in your life where you start looking at how salespeople operate, 
you end up realizing okay they are a lot more <laughs> but then yeah. again it's a different skill set it's a different mastery that you have to do everywhere yes, wherever you put effort so it's that uh, i don't know if it is a saying or a story so that story where one person digs a hole every day to get mm. water whereas mm. the other person digs a single hole for 20 days and they get water both the people basically dug the same distance but there mm. were 20 holes and this was one single hole it's yeah. the same that logic consistency yeah yep you you put efforts in that one area and you get to a point where you are more uh, important bit is if you feel like you are underpaid look up again are you feeling you are underpaid because a colleague of yours in a different firm is getting an insane offer or is it that you are actually getting underpaid yeah everyone with higher roles makes compromises True. this is something no one is going to talk about but mm. as you the move fact. up in the ladder you mm. make compromises you either make compromises in work or you make compromises in life or you make compromises both ways mm. everything looks glamorous from the outside but the more money is given to you the more expectations are there from you and the expectations come with their own set of compromises true either you fulfill them or you basically enjoy the honeymoon phase for one year and then go to a new firm and enjoy another honeymoon phase for there for one year but at one point you get tired of switching and then you want to stick around and that's where you realize that it's not worth it doing that many jumps or that jumps. Many, uh, sort of uh, cycles stick around gain experience and then move I'm not going to say that stick around in a company for a very long time frame. Uh, loyalty concept is not a marker right now. But yeah. stick around enough to actually gain something. Don't just be a guest who is an observer and then move <laughs> to the next firm. Just taking that X on your LinkedIn profile that I am X this, X that yes. and X this. Yeah. That works for entry level jobs that works for five years, six years in your career. That. After that, harsh realities are going to step in. So Alan, like we can spend like 20 years in this field, like red teaming. Like if I if I if I'm in an age of 40 and uh, I'm moving ahead to 60 and 70, can I can I see this, uh, uh, you know, this red teaming as a career, as a apprentice, as a career for next 20 years? Uh, Again, disassociate yourself from the rat race. Hmm. Focus on your core skill set. Pick a specialization. Pick a hmm. specialization. Within red teaming also, there are there is specializations. Hmm. Like you could be the person who everyone has to come to when they hmm. want a certain AV bypassed. True. You know that AV ecosystem inside out. Hmm. You can stick around in that job for many years. You can reach a point where you are basically so much knowledgeable in that area that a hmm. person is just going to pay you to sit around and tell people what to do. Delegating a task, you yeah. Could, advisor. Yeah, you could be the architect. You could be the hmm. uh, lead uh, in that zone. You don't need hmm. to manage people. Nowadays, uh, the startup world has opened up the space where you don't even need to manage people. You could be an hmm. individual contributor at hmm. a very experienced level. This was 
something that I did not see a lot in Indian firms, mm. but I've seen a lot and I have seen this since 2008. My mm. first firm that I joined, I had uh, two mentors from my clients organization who basically came in and to hand over the job that they were doing. It was kind of an mm. offshoring engagement. Mm. But those two mm. people were like individual contributors. They did not have any people reporting to them. And okay. they were 59, 62 years of age. Mm. They were retiring and they were offloading this to on offshore because they were mm. like, yeah, we, we are not going to continue to working. True, the company true. wanted to pay them and continue working in that position. Mm. And the company was paying them increments. So it was not okay. like they were stuck with a fixed pay also. So a lot of okay. startups are now offering this also that you can be an individual contributor. You can be a full time techie all the life mm. and you are going to get paid. It mm. will entail a certain bit of uh, interactions because mm. it is not going to be that you have to hand code everything, mm. but you'd most probably be in that zone where you hand code some things, but there's a team working and you guide them and you make stuff happen for them. So Anand, like if, if you're comfortable with this, like, you know, you, you're also starting on, you already started a new startup. So uh, do you wish to share your experience about, you know, your new startup and what is into it to the, to our subscribers? Um, so you want me to talk about experience of hiring people or uh, my company, no, no, what, or what is my company what, itself? Yeah, what is all about company, if you're comfortable? Um, so the company right now is sort of in a formative stage. The idea is to keep it small, uh, power packed. So that's the reason I kept the name. Uh, I kept research in the name. So siphonoid research is what I kept as the name. Uh, the research element is going to be a primary uh, constraint. So the idea is do random research stuff that I wanted to explore for many years. Research around those areas. Confirm my hypothesis. There, there's lots of. Uh, uh, sort of what if scenarios that I have noted down. I want mm. to explore and see what happens. Plus okay. there are lots of new stuff that are happening. Uh, mm. Web3 is an interesting space. IoT is an interesting space. 5G is an interesting space. Mobile is uh, or handheld devices are an interesting space. Mm. So the aim is to explore these areas with a small team and then uh, build stuff around it. Uh, give out content to open communities, give out content to people so that they can learn and understand things, maybe earn money via trainings, maybe do some consulting work around it. But okay. uh, the, the whole aim is more of around do whatever the hell I want to do because what, I want yeah, to experiment. I think you're also uh, driving trainings on some niche projects. So do you wish yeah. to share this updates with our subscriber? Might be they want to reach out to you and um, because you so already right said that. Now, yeah. So right now I'm basically, uh, so one area that I've uh, established a training around is attacking and defending Android applications. Because what you'll see now is the shifting trend where I talk with organizations who are like, hey, we have this idea that we are building and this is mm. mobile first. Mm. They don't have a website. Exactly. All they have is if you go to their website, it's a notion page or a GitHub page, which is it's a static content mm. and the actual app is only on mobile. So the entire ecosystem is sitting somewhere else. So yeah. how do you attack it? How do you protect it? 
so that's kind of so the, the theme that i want to keep with my trainings also is attack and defend so don't okay. just look at attack don't just look at defend but look at yeah. how can you attack and how can you defend against it look at the holistic thing, 360 view yeah one thing i would like to share with our subscribers anant is also uh, currently handling uh, one of the prestigious project of india which is called i think internet and uh, mobile association of india so when he's speaking about android security it it basically makes sense because he was part of the prestigious project which is basically you know handling the mobiles so, communication uh, and all that yeah. to give give a context around that iemai is a uh, sort of a government uh, uh, yeah. as it's a semi government uh, with a partnership of uh, various mobile vendors uh, mm. it's an association uh, what i'm doing with them is a project called icamps Uh, and iCamps is basically a project for citizen assistance around mobile security. So there's a oh. lot that we are working on. Uh, hopefully, in next couple of months, we would be coming out with our uh, application and bunch of other things. The whole idea is to uh, give some sort of guidance, some sort of help to people who are either not security aware. or are not in a position to basically spend time dealing with this victim so of scam phishing and yeah, yeah awareness for them the, guidance for them so i am the complete look, security project of that i believe so effectively i am giving them guidance around security wow so they come up with questions around okay what could be the problems in the application space uh, what can we do to protect against this and i'm giving my inputs around that wow that's great so any any last pointer you would like to share with our aspirants so, i'm sure this is a very positive actually, talk yeah let me actually just quickly check the resources that i kept uh yeah, yeah i think i have talked about hack the box mitre attack yeah. framework i talked about rasta mouse there's an indian person named prashant mahajan uh, oh. he is also known as corrupt in uh, nal community Uh, so yeah. he runs a tool called AD Recon, and he has also AD. now developed a cool tool called Azure AD Recon. Uh, mm. If you are into Windows side of things, it's a good idea to look at that tool. And when I say look at that tool, look at it from three angles: mm. one, what that tool does, how you can execute mm. that tool, and play around with it. Uh, mm. It's a good tool for auditors because it gives you a very detailed Excel sheet-based report format. Mm. Mm. For someone who's trying to understand ad look at the internals of it the code is open internals, so you can yeah. look at the source code how exactly they are doing it and learn from it so don't just look at the tool okay this is one tool that i can do but mm. understand it and if you have questions contact prashant he'd be able to help you understanding how this whole thing works and it's an indian uh, person doing uh, stuff around azure ad so yeah that's a good pointer to look at uh, Yeah, couple of things that I did, did not covered. Uh, yeah, uh, for content around red teaming, for content around uh, offensive stuff, uh, look at conferences. Look at uh, uh, say null community uh, archives that are available. Mm. Also in DefCon, so DefCon uh, conference that happens in USA, they have a lot of villages. now villages the concept of villages have a small uh, sort of mini conference within the conference yeah. 
Hmm. Now there are villages for red teaming. So there's a village called Red Team Village. There's a village hmm. so called Adversary Village. So Abhijit uh, is handling the Adversary Village. Yep. Yeah. So uh, there are three villages which Indians are basically uh, leading. There is Adversary Village, there is Cloud Village, and Recon Village. So hmm. Adversary Village is one thing which is like the newer term. Red Team Village is the older term. There's also hmm. Blue Team Village. Hmm. Now what? Why I am talking about these three is because they put out their content in public. Mm. So the mm. resources that they have basically done as talks and sessions, they make it mm. available. I, if it is recording, they make the recording available. If it is documents, mm. they make the documents available. Okay. Go through them. Start finding the people who are talking about these things. So most mm. of these people who are doing talks there are mm. speakers who speak at other conferences also. Start looking at what they are doing. Whatever interests you, start following people who are doing similar things. True. Twitter, Instagram, whatever. There are people who are sharing good stuff. Follow them. Mm. Learn from them. Use the resources that are available to you for free to mm. gain knowledge at your end. And keep documenting it so that others know that you know this. Okay. So that I think would be effectively what i would end with well, learn stuff was, yeah and document it and patience and creativity yep. that's the most important yep. thing but thanks thanks anand bhai Madlab, I, I was expecting like you know uh, i'm sorry i have extended this session and, that's fine, that's uh, it, fine. we have discussed for 30 minutes now it is more than two hours it's about to be two hours and i'm probably <laughs> sorry for that but this the, 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 that's, that's some, some pointers yeah. was there which is basically found very interesting i i i can i can bet you on that uh you know you can't find uh those things on other youtube content great that okay we have captured those pointers which give yeah. even the better visibility to me i was even not aware about the google projects and all that so yeah one more important thing is that you cannot be a perfect in everything. So you need to have yes. a constant learning on every area. Yep. So, and this is something uh, a great writer for me. Yeah. Are you on the null discord? Uh, no, I'm not. Are you a discord user? No, I'm not. Okay. I would suggest you also to get on discord. There uh. are so many things happening on discord. There are two things that I didn't talk about. Mm. One is the null discord server. If you can share another... that information also, it will be great. If, if possible I... for next five minutes. Yeah, I can do that. Just give me one yeah. minute. Uh, so uh, another interesting resource set is basically a bunch of discord servers. So uh, wow. the villages I was talking about, most of these villages have a discord presence. Defcon mm. has a discord presence. Uh, Null community, which is from India, has a Discord presence. OWASP has a Discord presence. Uh, all of these communities have a lot of people talking, interacting on these uh, channels. So okay. you should be involved in those. The way I would suggest is join a Discord server, yeah. see what kind of discussions are happening. If the discussions interest you, if the links sh that are shared interest you, stick around on that server. If they don't, if you feel like this is not where I'm going to learn something, leave that server. You can join back those servers again. Okay. But stick around for servers where you get stuff. The reason okay. I said leave uh, servers that you don't like, because if you keep adding servers, 
you will end up a, with a lot of servers and then you True. will reach a point where you're like okay i don't want to use discord it's True. too much noise True. True. so only keep channels only keep servers which you are interested with but use these resources again discord is a free resource for you yeah. use the resource and gain knowledge yeah there's a lot of free resources are there on def yeah. uh, it's called uh, discord and all that it's all about how you mine your informations and you know limited yeah. will not give you learning but okay it should be quality it should not be quantity but it should be you need to prioritize you know yeah. how you want yeah. to consume the informations and all that and so, any other information uh, you would uh, like to share on discord nalkon so just one thing about null discord server so what we've done there is uh, so if you go on the null community website there's an option for uh, social links and from there you can get a discord invite uh, link and just add yourself okay. in discord uh, yeah. with discord what we've done is we've created sections so there are yeah. channels where you can share information around specific topics so like bug bounty red teaming pen testing blue teaming capture the flag compliance enterprise security and what i've done is i've created a beginners corner and oh. the whole point of that particular channel was to keep all these links so stuff like uh, student pack or uh, hack the box one hub all of these links we keep sharing there so whenever a new person joins we would basically suggest them hey look at the beginners corner that mm. gives you the initial uh, sort of links and references on what to do how to do oh. Oh. so if possible you can just share me the url so i can add it in the I description can, box of it i so, can do that i can yeah, do that yeah, yeah we can do that yeah, sure. so i'll share the invite link with you so you can add yeah. that in the uh, channel cool. sure thanks thanks anand bhai matlab it is it is really a great pleasure to uh, to have you on this session and uh, for me at least it was a it was a great session and i'm sure when this session is going to be uploaded on youtube and it will be a a great useful for the aspirants who are looking for the career in red teaming and all that and uh, i will sure that okay later on i will try to you know have you on again on the some other topic which can no basically give the better visibility to the uh, aspirants yeah. Yeah. And Definitely. really thank you for this this Friday learning day for us and uh, we're looking forward for more sessions with you. Have a nice day, Prab. Thank you. Thank you Anand. Right. Thank you, thank you bye. Thank you so much. Yeah.